This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the 100% LCFC podcast. I'm Lee Chapman. Give me a follow at Lee underscore Chappie on Twitter and 100% LCFC a follow at 100LCFC on Twitter and Facebook. On today's special episode of the podcast, if you're listening through iTunes or SoundCloud, thank you very much. If you're watching this video for YouTube or Facebook, please like and share these videos and subscribe as well. Today's episode is Filbert Street. We're just going to take a mini tour of Filbert Street uh, run down a few little bits of descriptions from uh, the individual stands and just get a little taste of what Philbert Street was about. Please comment on the video, please share your memories and above all else, be 100% LCFC. This podcast is brought to you by our sponsors at ADT Taxes. Download their app today. Everard's Tiger. Buy a refreshing pint of Everard's Tiger before the game. And visit nostalgiacases.co.uk forward slash 100 LCFC for an automatically applied discount on your retro mobile phone cases. And finally, loserpool.com. Place a bet on a losing team in the Premier League. If it loses, you'll go into the next round. The last man standing is declared the winner for £1,000, guaranteed. Loserpool.com Martin O'Neill described it as the fantastic stand, an adequate stand, and the other two parts of Vauxhall Conference. (laughs) Yet, he said that in a Leicester Mercury article. Now, I don't want to talk too much about my memories of, Le- of Filbert Street because I don't have many, unfortunately. I'm only 31 and going back, I, I just, there's not enough for me to remember, um, especially because I didn't really go down there as a kid. Uh, unfortunately, I went to a few Monday night football, the uh, the F&F nights, if you remember those, with some of my mates from school. But let's talk. So, uh the demise of Filbert Street, obviously, uh, in the you know in the noughties, so to speak, we moved to the Walker Stadium, I believe, in two thousand and two, right? 
And it's now called the King Power Stadium for you guys. But let's just talk about Filbert Street. It was an atmospheric ground. Um, the, the the memories and the stories from my friends that have been there are, are glorious. And the new generation of City fans growing up with no memory whatsoever of Filbert Street. You know, um, with the cattle shed East Stand that was always started the wave. The family enclosure with its orange seats. The double decker with obstructed views. And, you know, just the the, the new carding stand that, that revolutionised the stadium at the time. Um, it was such a, a, a poor construction that you could watch the match for free, you know, if you had keys to, uh, I, I think it was it Bentley, was it Bentley's roof at the time, um, which was a tall building behind the east stand. And uh, it was just crazy, you know, there's photos around of fans actually on the Bentley, on that Bentley building watching games for nothing. And you could see the entire pitch practically from there. So those those were the days of Filbert Street. It's completely different to what we have today. It was so more open and, man, it was just closed in. The atmosphere was closed in. Now, uh, one of the darkest memories uh, at, at the Filbert Street was City versus Arsenal. And you know that game, right? Uh, the Burkamp scored that, you know, that hat-trick, that awesome, amazing hat-trick. Uh, in in minutes, to be honest, and loads of goals, and obviously the whole Walsh got the equaliser, and the the argument with Walshy and Ian Wright, you know, and that it's it, okay, it's not a dark memory, but you know, it's it's one that I will remember uh, discussing about football, even even as a kid, that footballers have fights and arguments. Um, yeah, it was just for an eleven year old kid at Filbert Street crazy now some of these photos might really upset you and uh, I can see why to be honest now th this this photo here look at that that's what that building looks like now and it's an it's an incredible sight right it's absolutely incredible sight now the final game at Filbert Street and the final scorer would you believe was Matt Piper um, I've got some footage here, actually, of uh, back in the day, Brian Little's Leicester City in, in training. I mean, look at the training. There's Joe Chim. Look, look at the training camp compared to what we have now. It's just unbelievable. Look at the state of the pitch. You know, but that's where we were at one point. We were, uh, we were just a scrappy club. You know, we went up and down, yo-yoing in the in the leagues, and. The, the history and the photos prove it. Now, if you do want to see the uh, the Filbert Street, if you go to the King Power Stadium into the main reception, there's actually a model, and this is it now, uh, for you guys that haven't seen the model, there's an actual replica model of Filbert Street as, as, it, as it stands, and it's a beautiful little replica. So get down there and have a look, because it is in the reception. And um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a little bit out about each stand as, as a whole. Um, the facts were the ground opened in 1981 and was first called the Walnut Street. Filbert Street was adopted later and the ground closed in 2002. And the number of years at the ground was 111 Leicester played uh, 111 years at, at Filbert Street. And uh, the first competitive game was 1891 against Melton Swifts. And the last game was against Tottenham Hotspur. And the attendance for the highest attendance, I believe was the Tottenham Hotspur FA Cup 5th round, February the 18th, 1928. <laughs> Unbelievable. 
And uh, the club moved, obviously, to the King Power Stadium. It was then called the Walker Stadium in 2002. So the main stand, which I'll get onto any second. There'll be a photo of the main stand behind me. Uh, was originally opened on November the 24th, 1921. And was sub- uh, replaced by the new Carlin stand in 1993-94 season. As with most main stands built in the 1920s and 30s, it was two-tiered with an upper tier of seating and a lower tier of terrace. It also had on its roof, interestingly, part of this stand was damaged um, by a German bomb in World War II. And, uh, wow, that landed nearby on November the 14th, 1940. Uh, That's the main stand from 1987 behind me. And, uh, oh, just I remember I do remember sitting in that stand as a kid for family night football but I wouldn't be able to tell you where and I think that's the main tunnel right I'm pretty sure that's actually the main tunnel uh just just on my just above my shoulder uh try and switch to that photo now of the main tunnel as I was saying it uh it the the roof had become known as the pigeon loft um, because it housed the media and television cameras, <laughs> the pigeon loft. It's mad to think how how that turned out. You know that it it, it turned into the Carlin Stand, and we'll get onto the Carlin Stand a little bit later on, and we'll move on to the the next section of the uh, of the ground, which was the the South Stand. Now. Now the South Stand, which was also called the Spion Cop, right, and that's that's where I sit today in SK3 in the Cop, um, was originally built in 1927, and it was also known as the Double Decker Stand, if you remember that, guys, and it was a the rowd I think it was the rowdiest stand that we had at the King Power. Correct me if I'm wrong. I just I do remember seeing the videos of the fans being more rabid in that stand compared to anywhere anywhere else in in the ground. And like I say it was a, it was a double decker stand and it was seating above the terrace and below and it was made all seated for the summer of 1994. So yeah, just uh just it's just an old school football ground, isn't it? You know, and and it's it's weird to see Compared to how we, we've got it now, let's look at the floodlights as well. It's so weird. We'll get onto the floodlights in a minute. But the blue bars around the ground, and it, it's just. A lot, I get. Okay, these pictures are old, right? These are from like the 80s, very early 90s. So these photos are quite old. So they're not probably up to scratch of the year 2000s uh, before it went down. But this is the popular stand. The popular side was uh, at the time an open terrace which was covered in the late 1920s and then made all seated in the early 1970s. And it was also noted for having a clock perched on its roof. I believe that was the low roof where the, uh, <laughs> where the football um, footballs went over and stuff. So uh, very interesting that side because I, I remember seeing it on the games on the TV and stuff when the football would go right over into the streets and you won't get that you, you won't get that ball back that, that's that's gone <laughs> so yeah that was an interesting stand this one's the filbert street end uh, always thought the filbert street stand was one of the oddest looking stands in english football uh, says a quote from leicester mercury 
The former small covered terrace was made all seated in the early 1970s. And then in the 1975, the club made the decision to replace its roof with a new structure incorporated a row of 20 executive boxes. Uh, wondering whether any of the executive box windows would, ed, had ever been damaged or broken by a wayward shot. An electric scoreboard was added to its roof in 1998, although it was infamous with Leicester fans for regularly malfunctioning. <laughs> so even the scoreboard malfunctioned at this ground. Man, and we were in the Premier League in the you know in the early early days in the 90s when the Premier League was really just begun. We did a few seasons up and down, you know, into the Division One and the Premier League in this ground. Can you imagine that now? Because I, I really can't, you know. And look at those executive boxes above. Mental. Now, what you're seeing here is the Carling Stand, which replaced the main stand in 1994. And uh, it had been in existence since 1921. But then the stand, which cost in a region of £5 million to construct, was a great-looking two-tiered stand with 20 executive boxes running across its middle. However, with the move to the new Walkers, now King Power Stadium, the stand was to be demolished just nine years after it was built, making it one of the best and most expensive stands to end up being bulldozed in modern times. Sad, isn't it? The floodlights, which I just mentioned about, <laughs> look at them. Uh, Filbert Street had the unusual-looking set of floodlights being quite rectangular in appearance. The pair of floodlights at the Filbert Street end of the ground had quite tall pylons, whilst at the south end, the floodlights in the same style protruded from the roof of the stand. <laughs> oh, dear. What, what a ground. But a legendary ground nonetheless, right? So, from the dodgy-looking floodlights to the, the malfunctioning, you know, <laughs> the clocks to the scoreboards <laughs> mental but some amazing memories this is one of my favorite memories as a kid growing up with jerry taggart you know um robbie savage matt matt elliott neil lennon steve guppy casey keller steve walsh emil heskey stevie claridge um, just to name a few on in, on my uh on my head um winning the league cup in in 97 i think it was and, and 99 Two of the most memorable moments for me of the O'Neill years. Uh, Muzzy is it as well, what a legend he was. And you can see Bertie there, still there, look, smiling way away. And he's still part of the, the, you know, the team even today. So some amazing memories of Filbert Street. What's your memories of Filbert Street? Put in the comments on Facebook. Put in the comments on, on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on YouTube. Anywhere you're, you're watching or listening to this podcast. What are your favourite memories of, of Filbert Street? We'd love to know. I'm just doing this. I've got a little free time on my hands, so I just thought I'd relook and give you a little tour of Filbert Street from just from from the memories, really, and some photos that I found online. And uh, outside the ground, look the, the old car park. It just looks such like an old battered ground, doesn't it? <laughs> I know, I know. Everything from like the 90s and 80s looks like this, but. I just I can't see how this would work in today, you know. And I'm thinking some of the the lower tiered football uh, clubs to today uh, that are battling out in the lower leagues. What would happen if they did get promoted up and up and up? They'd have to change because this style of stuff right here in front of us, I don't think it would. <laughs> I don't think it would sit very well in the league today. But here's the legendary turnstiles, the Leicester City Football Club turnstiles. 
I do remember going in them, but unfortunately I've not got the greatest of memories of them. I hope you guys have. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, it was just a random one by me. I'm going to get back to the podcasts on, on the football co- coming up with Leicester City Football Club, but I hope you enjoyed the just the memories of past of Filbert Street. Please share, please like this video and help this podcast grow by subscribing via YouTube or SoundCloud or iTunes. Thank you for listening, thank you for watching and we'll see you on the next video which will probably pre or post uh, Brighton. If any of you fans are going, make sure you send us some photos in on Facebook and we'll get those posted up for you guys as well. That's it, I'm Lee Chapman, give me a follow at Lee underscore Chappie on Twitter. And 100% LCFC a follow at 100 LCFC on Facebook and Twitter. Filbert Street. Bye-bye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.